Shazam! Shazam! Movie review. We reviewed it because uh, I won the poll. It so won the poll. So here we are talking about Shazam, the yep. newest film in the DC Extended Universe. Yes. Which we've already reviewed a couple films in the DC Universe. We did Justice League and BVS. Which, um... This movie just uh, flies high over uh, those. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to give our grades now, but tri- but if you want to just go ahead, we'll just say it's better than BVS and Justice <laughs> League. <laughs> or even Suicide Squad for that matter. Yeah. But, oh man, the DC Universe. I know we've talked about the DC Universe a lot, but mm. to say they're, they've struggled is kind of an understatement. Struggle's a good word if you want to be nice to it, you know. Yeah. That's an understatement. <laughs> But uh, th- this was a film that came out, a second film that came out after Justice League, and do you think this seems like that DC was going in the right direction with this one? Um, well, I mean, with, with, with after Aquaman and yeah. what they were going for with the new franchises, yes. I would yeah. say confident yes. Like, after Justice League, you had a whole year, more than a year before you saw Aquaman again, and they totally, I mean, we haven't done... Aquaman, but they totally revamped what their themes were of what they were going to do with the franchise. Then Aquaman was successful, made over a billion dollars. Billion dollars. (laughs) How does Aquaman (laughs) make a billion dollars? I mean, when we talk about him. But then Ant Man only makes 500 million. Come on. And this movie makes less than Ant Man and the Wasp, which is. Ah, people, you should have. Come on, people. You people obviously love this movie, so I'm thankful for you. But we yeah. need to encourage people to watch this movie more because this movie is very good. Cause I remember when this movie was coming out, I was talking with someone mm. about this movie. Like, are you going to see Shazam and stuff? Now, granted, they're not DC fans. This person mm. wasn't. He was more of a Marvel person. But still, like Shazam looked great and stuff. And he was like, oh, I'll watch it when it comes on DVD. Yeah. And I was like, really? Come on. I know you're saving up for Endgame and stuff, but watch Shazam. Like, it looks so much fun. Because mm-hmm. I'll be honest, when... I heard that Shazam was coming out. First of all, I was like, what? Who's Shazam? I've, I've never heard this character before. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of a little skeptical, like, doing a character that, you know, was kind of not in the cultural, in the pop culture, like Batman or Superman or something like that. Yeah. But then once I, once I heard that Zachary Levi was going to be cast as Shazam, I was excited. Yeah. Because I am a fan of Chuck. And I have loved seeing Zachary Levi and stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if the show or movie isn't that great, I still love him in it. And once that trailer came out last year at San Diego Comic-Con, I was sold. And that gas station scene and all that stuff. Oh, like, yeah. You're sold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're sold. I was sold on the concept of Shazam. I couldn't wait. Mm-hmm. April 2019 could not have come soon enough. Yeah. And, well, we'll talk about how much we have liked this film and stuff, but... I was excited for it going into theaters and stuff. So Yeah. Alright, let's talk about some strengths. You mentioned them. If yep. you're gonna watch through the DCU, there's certain people that you don't expect them to get a hero role. Ben Affleck became Batman. Yep. Jason Mamal became Aquaman. Wonder Woman being Gal Gadot is very yep. surprising. But uh David F. Sandberg chose to go with the comedian who had done Chuck. He, um, he's the voice of Flynn Rider and Tangled, and he's come, he's done other things as well. But yeah. Those are probably the more famous roles, and they they didn't because he was gonna be a hero. He was gonna be he was in the running to play Star Lord, but he did not get that mm-hmm. job, and they chose to go to Zachary Levi, who is and, fantastic. And originally he was gonna it was gonna be Dwayne Johnson who was gonna play Shazam yeah. until yeah. they decided oh, he should probably do Black Adam, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of glad they did because Zachary Levi is perfect. Yeah. In this movie. Well, and he was actually, when he got 
recruited, he was going to play the hero for um, Freddy, you know? Yeah. Um, instead of the hero for Billy. And they were like, man, just do the hero for Billy. You're so good. We'll want you. We'll make you our franchise hero. Don't be the backup hero. Be the franchise hero. But, and he but, said, sure. Well, which is kind of risky considering, mm-hmm. you know, this guy, Zachary Levi hadn't really done, outside of Chuck, hadn't really done much starring vehicles, especially like, you know, being a part of a franchise, mm-hmm. which is kind of was in disarray at that time. Mm-hmm. But he proved to be really good. Like, that, that was a real smart choice. Because if you want someone to believe that there uh, was a 14-year-old boy as a superhero, yep. 14, 15-year-old. Basically 15. Yeah, basically 15. He works. Like, he work, He he just does so well. Yeah. That, that childlike wonder. He want, he, like, he reminds me, which is why I love this movie. I have a different take than most people, but... Which is that Shazam was one of my favorite characters of all time in the Unlimited series and all this other stuff and all the animated movies about him. But he, Zachary Levi, just has this sense of when he plays this role. Yet, sometimes the actor that plays young Billy doesn't really feel like him. Yeah. Uh, you can nod that on the film. But he feels like he's right where he belongs in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when you watch it, you're like, that older adult guy playing the hero version of Billy, he feels like he's really trying to make this movie a staple in his career. Mm-hmm. Unlike some of the kids. But he feels, and he does, he... He just, as a kid, like, that's what I love about the hero of Shazam in total. But he knows how to act like a child still, you know? Oh, yeah. He remembers the things that you love, you know? Like, him just carrying all that candy and, you know, soda out of that, you know, store is like, like, in the way he talks, like, you know, you're such a nice couple. Or, you know, old lady, you know, it's she's not old, she's his age. And he just talks like he's still a 14-year-old boy sometimes, you know. Right. Take that, Grandpa, Ryan the Nuts. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's such a great <laughs> you scene. You take that again. You take know? that, Grandpa. <laughs> These are street rules. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, a lot of his lines are so quotable, what he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so good. Like... Like, after, you know, uh, the, the robbery scene, after, you know, they throw the bad guys over the window, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm sorry for breaking your window, but you're welcome for not being mm-hmm. robbed. Oh, so, so many great lines that Zachary yeah. Levi does. He's great. Mm-hmm. My favorite performance in the entire movie. Oh, yeah. I knew he was going to be good once I heard he was cast, and I was right. Yeah. Oh, so, so good. Mm-hmm. He becomes the, he, he became the hero Shazam, like... Mm-hmm. Now, if we were going to have a Shazam not come in 2019, but in 2022, different people, I'd be like, no, I want this. I want this actor doing it. Like, it's kind of like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man or Chris Evans' as Captain America. He, I think, just is now become that hero. Of course, it's not popular enough to be Captain America type of hero yet, but mm-hmm. people that love this movie, let's this this thing destroyed the poll. There's a reason why. People yeah. love this movie. And that's because exactly. of his performance as a kid. I'm just, to be honest, that's really because of him that this movie succeeded. And people love it for that reason. Oh, for sure. No doubt about that. All right. More strengths. I'll add this. When we start the movie, I like the opening scene. Yeah. I do too. It's kind of corny, but it, I think it's good for setting up the villain and stuff like that. Yeah, as sort of a parallel to Billy. Yep. Because, you know, him as a little kid, you know, he... Well, he says in, later on in the movie that he didn't really have a family who cared about him. Mm-hmm. And we get in that opening scene that his family doesn't really care about him at all. His dad and his brother's teasing him. Yeah. And then once he gets to the wizard, 
you know, it, it kind of makes sense why he ch- goes for the, you know, the the crit, the ball thingy, whatever, the eye, yeah. yeah, the eye, whatever the it's sins. called, B- because you know he he wants that power because he never really had it growing up, mm-hmm. and so it it, it kind of makes sense. I just like that parallel. Like Billy chooses the right choice when he gets with the wizard, whereas you know Savannah doesn't go on the right choice, and there's the parallels between them, and it, it's you know you, you get that in that opening scene. Which, by the way, is is done kind of pretty cool, you know, with the Christmas music. Yeah, and, and the music makes sense, you know. Uh, listen to what I say. Mm-hmm. Do you hear, hear what, what I, I hear? hear. Like, yeah. they are not listening, and they don't hear what he heard. Exactly. So, and it's just awesome, the slow motion, you know. And it's Christmas time in upstate New York, so it makes sense, you know. Gets you back in the... Because this movie does have, like, an 80s feel, you know, a little bit. It kind of, It kind of yeah. has that teenage feel back in that day, so I I, I like that. It's, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it kind of feels a little bit like a John Hughes movie. I've heard it a feels like bit. the Goonies to some people a little bit, or something like I, that. I haven't seen Goonies, but just from what I've heard about it, I can mm-hmm. see that. Yeah, I can see that. Just yeah. a group of kids, you know, kind of like uh, Stranger Things or something like that. Yeah, that you just get to hang out with all the time. Which, which if they do, in fact, which they're going to do with Shazam's sequel, I yeah. kind of wanted to be like Stranger Things, where they kind of age them up instead of just mm-hmm. making them, you know, look younger even though they're older and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. but but that's another conversation for another time. Yeah. But, but the opening sequence is pretty good. Opening title. I love the Shazam title. And I love that Savannah's dad is played by, I believe his name is John Glover. Yeah. Who, if you are Smallville fans, know that he was Lex's dad on Smallville. Yeah. So a little cool Easter egg for those of you who are fans of that show. Mm-hmm. Plays a great jerk in both things. So yeah. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But. Then you get into Shazam, the title. Then we move into present day. Yep. And by then the wizard's already asked, you know, he needs to find the perfect person and um, you know, the 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 creatures are starting to show more power and all that stuff and we move on. Um uh, okay, you you can see a couple other things here cuz okay. I kind of I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. It, it's okay. We have plenty of time to talk about the things you love about Shazam. There's so much. <laughs> I know. I don't know what to pick to say. I know. Uh well, one thing that, you know, that, it, that I do like about this film that kind of makes it a little bit unique from other superhero films is the theme of family that I do mm. like that is presented in this film. Yeah. It's kind of a little obvious about the theme of family, but I do like that it has that because other superhero films just aren't focused about the Man of Steel doesn't, BVS doesn't, Justice League didn't, Suicide's gonna maybe Not, Wonder Woman had some family. I would say Wonder Woman. Aquaman kinda. Yeah, but this sorta. is the biggest family centric out of the DCEU. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I just like how that motivates Billy, how he, you know, isn't a family person to start out with, but then by the end of the movie, he eventually becomes a family person with the Shazam family, with him being a part of the, you know, dinner table sequence, you know, all hands on deck kind of sequence. Yeah. So I do like that, and how, like I mentioned earlier about how Savannah, you know, his family didn't really care about him and stuff, and and also Billy's family didn't really care about him either, so that's a parallel between them. Mm -hmm. So I just like that idea of family, how that's presented. I think that's kind of cool, just to see the the DC universe kind of maturing a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to have good themes. Yeah, and I think he also gets that little bit from Aquaman, you know, when they restarted the franchise a little bit, and they knew that Wonder Woman was successful... We need to go heavy on, like, not family, but heavy on elements 
To get you to like the characters, yeah. if I can kind of say that. Instead of BVS, where there is themes in there, but yeah. they make you don't like any of the That's characters. That's what I'm talking about when I say Aquaman. Like, yeah. It has elements to get you to like the Aquaman character. In this, it has a family, a group of people that you want to watch a movie for. It's not some type of like BVS like fight extravaganza It's or Justice League's mess. Yeah. It's characters that have their real characters, their people... They're stereotypical, different types of people, but you know them. They're in your world, and it's a f- yeah. I like the family aspect very much too, and um, I'll say that that adds into one of my highs is that that helps the character of Shazam throughout this movie, like that kind of informs why he makes decisions he does, um, because yeah. um, Billy, in a sense, is no better than Savannah, like even though he is the good guy in this movie. But when they're both kids, they both have no families that like them. They run away. They seem like... Savannah probably seems like he was bullied by his dad, probably verbally abused by his dad and by mm-hmm. his brother. Yeah. And uh, Billy just didn't have anyone that cared about him, and he didn't really care about that one, anybody either. You know, he tells uh, Mary, you know, only care for number one, mm-hmm. and that's you. Er- yourself. And that's exactly what Savannah does. He cares yeah. about himself, and... Barry has to, um, Barry, Billy has to learn through the movie not to care about himself, but to care for his family. Right. And when they're captured, like, he must give up, in a sense, give up his powers for his family to go three. It's kind of simple, but it's very good because it's like a kid's kind of like a mm-hmm. story and kids can understand yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Which, which this is, for the most part, uh, a kid-friendly film, which, wh- yeah. which you know, you, you kind of need that with, with a character like Shazam and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which most of the DC films aren't necessarily kid-friendly. No. Like, BVS, that certainly is not a kid-friendly they, they've film. They've been the dark universe, and Marvel's been the kid-friendly universe, but... Yeah. I mean, with this character, you need it to be kid-friendly. It's big mm. meets elf, you know. And, and I think it kind of shows DC trying to be a, a universe that does different things yeah you know you shouldn't be known as one or the other you should have both in there because because dc yeah. has some dark films but yeah you should also have some you know kid-friendly films which i would yeah. argue this is the first real kind of kid-friendly film well that's in and, the, i mean well, you, you can yeah. get aquaman a little bit yeah. you know but. well i will add on to that as part of like when i add down here uh i had makes dcu the platform of the different universes the different superheroes in the universe have different themes. If you watch Batman, you're going to get a dark movie. If you yeah. watch Wonder Woman, you're going to get a majestic movie about, you know, her story. Aquaman's going to be an exploring the underwater sea world. Yeah, kind of like Indiana Jones. Yeah, so. this movie's about family. It's about funniness. It's about fun. Superman can be about hope. You can have all these heroes. In their, they, to, they don't have to be in the same Avengers-type movie. They can be in their own pocket movies in the connected universe where, kind of like this movie, Superman exists, Batman exists. And any time they're introduced, they're introduced with their theme. You know, it's mm-hmm. Batman. He is darker. Superman, you know, he's friendlier. He comes to school. Aquaman can summon a legion, you know, Wonder Woman, you know. But Shazam has, and I think this is sets the DCU on the path now where it's going, that it's just going to make movies, mm-hmm. except for the coming up uh, Birds of Prey. But you can see this in Joker. You can see this, that what they're going to do with Wonder Woman 84, because it's going to take place in a time, like, time yeah, area. Yeah, in the 80s. Yeah, focus in that time. Batman's going to focus about that story, you know. Suicide Squad 2 is going to be about that story. So they just want to focus on, and obviously it's from them rephrasing the DCU with Aquaman and what they're doing. Yeah. But I think 
Because Aquaman was so successful, then this came out and so much joy. They're like, okay, we know what we need to do now. Yeah. It made money, the first one did. Then this one didn't make as much, but it made more of a critic's applause to it. So we're yeah. on the right path. Mm-hmm. We should stick with what we are good at, which is about, let's another high, give director the film. Yeah. And this is David F. Sandberg making a superhero movie um, that's big meets Superman in yeah. a way. It's really fun. And that's a positive I had too. I like that this film is a standalone film because yeah. you know I I love the MCU and we've talked about a few of the MCU films already. Mm-hmm. But I like that because um, one thing I do have a nitpick with the MCU a little bit is like it's not necessarily open to anybody because there's mm-hmm. some films that you have to watch almost all of them in order to appreciate this film. Yeah. There's very few of them that you can. Not have any knowledge of any one of them and watch it and enjoy mm. it. This film, I like that you can just go in in this film and not have to worry about watching Wonder Woman or Man of Steel yeah. or Justice League to appreciate this film. It's basically a standalone story, mm-hmm. like what you were talking about about the directors getting the chance to do their own film. I think that that is a good idea. Of what I like about DC, like that's where I think DC could really be influential mm-hmm. is to have their own films where it doesn't feel like it's connected because mm-hmm. if you look about like the best films in the dceu are the ones that aren't really connected They're to the standalone yeah man of steel wonder Aquaman, woman and yep yeah, this shazam. Movie, those four man of steel what came out next wonder woman then yeah, Aquaman, man then shazam, then shazam are all pilot or starting of our franchise right there you know it's their own individual movies that have been the best not the teen up team up ones which also we've talked about yeah I've talked they should have done more solos before they've gone into teams mm-hmm. but just do teams then maybe do two teams you know Aquaman Shazam cameo then a Black Adam Shazam cameo Superman Shazam cameo which they have in here which I have as a high but like just little little stuff you don't need to have BVS be your second movie like we've talked no, about yeah we've talked about that to death but, but this movie just it does it well teetering on it's still in the DCEU but mm-hmm. we're going to get our own separate story. That, which is another high, which we talked about in Rogue One last night. Um, can you watch this movie by itself? You can. And you can. I love this movie. Yeah. You can watch this movie anytime. It's so good. So good. Yeah. I Just agree. how they filmed it and where it's set in the universe. It's like, these exist, but we're going to deal with magic. So we're going to be in the magic world a little bit. So. Right. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Very awesome. Very awesome. Um, I, I do. Well, I do yeah. like. Um, just thinking about, uh, you know, Freddie and Billy, I do yeah. like their relationship in this film. Mm. Like, I, you know, it's, it's just fun to, to see them at first not really liking each other. You know, you know, Billy is, you yeah. know, kind of giving Freddie the cold shoulder and stuff. But then once Billy becomes Shazam, then that's when they start to bond over, you know, Freddie's love of knowledge of superheroes. And that's mm-hmm. when they start to bond. And I start to like their camaraderie ship, you know, when it's, you know, Zachary Levi as Shazam and Freddy, like, they have a good bond together. Zachary and Grazer and uh, yeah. Zachary Levi have a good, like, bromance with each other. Like, a good friendship that goes on screen. Which which can be tough to have, you know, with an older adult with a younger kid. Mm-hmm. But I think they make that work really well. Yeah. And I start to get with, you know, the younger actor for Billy and also Freddy. Like, like they start to get better, you know, with their relationship. But I do very much like where, where Freddy and Shazam as Zachary Levi goes. Like, mm-hmm. that, that that's a good, you know, relationship. Just seeing them try out their powers and that awesome, you know, training montage kind of thing and stuff. Like, I think that's really cool. A good... A definitely high for me for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just gotta say the humor. 
I think the humor really works in this one. It's funny. I think that's one of the biggest strengths. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it's not necessarily just the jokes. I mean, the jokes work too, but it's like also the looks that the actors give and just kind of situations. Mm-hmm. I say most of them land. There's a few that are kind of a little too much. Like the Santa Claus, a little too much <laughs> there with him being everywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like, the humor really does work. And especially Zachary Levi, everything that comes out of the man's mouth is amazing. I just, I love it. <laughs> ah, Zachary Levi, that's just, that's how awesome he is in this movie. Yeah. But yeah, the humor does really work. And especially, like, when Shazam's discovering his powers and stuff. You know, we talked about the convenience store scene. Like, that's a, that's definitely a big highlight of, like, showcasing the humor working really well and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I really like the humor. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, I like. I like, uh, Freddie a lot. Yeah, we've talked about yeah, how good. their relationship's good, Freddie and Billy. But you need that good. Um, Spider Man has this all the time. You need a good side character that's like the friend. You, you need a good best friend. You need yeah. a good like friend and. Uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, Jack excuse Dylan me. Grazer, yeah. Um, from Stranger Things, I believe, correct? No, I don't think he's in Stranger What's Things. He from? Uh, he's in something else, I can't remember. Is he not from Stranger Things? No, uh, I, I've watched all three seasons of Stranger Things, I would recognize him. What is he in? Oh, it's slipping my mind, I'm gonna get so upset when I remember now. Uh, uh, anyway, it's, I'll it's, keep it's, talking. It's gonna Hopefully kill you. Um, but I really enjoy how he's just, he, he, he has a problem. The problem is he... It. Oh, yeah, he's in it. Yeah, that, that's it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my word. Well, there's another guy from Stranger Things who's in there, too. Yeah. So I can see why you get that yeah, confused. Yeah. I get confused. I'm sorry. You, but... see, you see, Zach's not feeling it now. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to kick um, himself. But uh, he has a problem in that he's... Uh, I want to... Is he? I'm not sure if he's actually crippled or he just needs um, those arm things to walk properly. I'm not sure, but it might be one of his legs might have an yeah, issue. Yeah, might or be something. a little an issue. But yeah. what his arc is is that he loves superheroes, right? Loves them, big fanboy, you know. And then his his adopted older brother gets these powers, and then he becomes his best friend. Then they have disagreement. But then he mentions that, like, of course you would want the powers. Like, he just gets disowned. He gets bullied because of what he's like. And yet, you're just a guy, you know, Billy. And he helps Billy inform his arc. But then at the end, Billy has his arc already. He becomes Shazam. He's become the hero. And he gives Freddy powers. And the Freddy becomes his own hero. And he's able to, first one to fly out of the new recruits, you could say. The Shazam family. Mm-hmm. And just, uh... I'm forgetting the actor's name that plays him. Yeah, I can't um, remember either. But I, I, I love Freddy. The hero Freddy and the kid Freddy. Like, it's it's good what they do. They re- they reward you if you are that fanboy, you know? Oh, yeah. Freddy gets rewarded, and uh, um, it's 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 a nice, neat, old, neat scene that Freddy gets... Um, his character gets a little bit more focused on once he becomes an adult. Out of all of them. Because you care for Freddy, you know. I can fly, you know. He's like, you're the first ever superhero I've ever faced, you know. This is awesome for me, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's terrifying. You know, it's it's what Freddy would say. So I feel like they, 
um, when it came to like the older uh, uh, heroes and the younger kids, especially they did well at Zachary Levi casting and the guy playing older Freddy. And part of that is Darla, who I think is the second best child in the I, movie kid. I agree, yeah. Uh, she's a good sister. You know, she keeps her <laughs> secrets. So um, Then the adult Darla is fun because she very much acts as like acts like a really young girl. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been really good this year. You know, and just she has really fast speed. So it's really cool. Um, and that gets me on another high is the kids get their powers in this movie. A Shazam family comes. Okay, yeah. Um, and I... I suspected it was going to come, in my knowledge of the New 52, is that there's a Shazam family, which there's always been, but it's it becomes his adopted family, um, and uh, I don't know, maybe I would see it in like a sequel, but they made it in this movie, and as we were watching it, they couldn't give me Black Adam, they gave me the Shazam family instead, because Black Adam's going to get his own movie, um, and... They don't. They're not as popular, so they don't deserve to have like the sequel be about them. So, I, I like it because it's the hero. It's the kid wish fulfillment. Every kid gets to be a hero, and all of those family members get to be their own hero. You know, yeah. Pedro looks like his adult version. You know, Mary looks like what she would look like. Uh, Freddy looks like he would look like. So is Darla, and Billy looks like his hero. And kind of reminds me like what would my hero be if i was 14 you know and i got to see these powers and would i look that cool what color suit would i have you yeah. know maybe you could say it's a little kiddish and very power rangery but i mean i love the power rangers and i'm still a kid at some things at heart so that works for old z-man right now so that's a high i guess i'll spoil one of my nitpicks i have about this movie i'm kind of on the opposites uh thing on that mm. i kind of w- I'm not against the Shazam family. Like, I think that's a cool idea and stuff, mm-hmm. having, you know, the other people from his, you know, uh, orphanage be have superpowers. Yeah. I just wish it wasn't in this film. Because I kind of want to explore them a little bit more. And I just feel like, you know, we're not really given a whole lot of time with them as Shazam characters. And it just feels like they try to do too, too much at once. And it kind of takes away from kind of the specialness of Shazam a little bit in this mm-hmm. film if everybody has their has the Shazam, you know, power. Which is why I kinda of wish that they had saved that for the sequels, that way this movie could have been all about Shazam, Billy Batson and stuff, and then save for the sequel for them to become the Shazam family. Yeah. But I do understand why they chose, you know, for for that reason you mentioned, and also the theme of family, you know, they want to emphasize that. And their seventh thrones, I mean, they do kind of very much hint to it, you know, that our brothers and sisters, you know, the thrones await. So they hint that, like, that line will be coming back. But, yeah, it's kind of surprising that it comes back in this movie, not for the sequel. Yeah, which is my only thing. I wish they had saved it for the sequel. I still like him. Like, he's, like my favorite was obviously Freddy as, you mm-hmm. know, adult Frey. Like, that was really cool. and It was fun to see them. I just wish they had saved that so we could have gotten it to be a little bit more, you know, emphasized in the sequel. That That's all. We'll explain it. Apparently, there is going to be a sequel. We don't know when that will be. Yeah. Um, like, it's supposed to start production, I think, yeah. this year. But, but... Or next year, I mean, next year. It's... They're probably gonna they're gonna show you more about the kids in the sequel. They're going to the magic world. That'll be fun. So yeah, um, like or not like, but I like. Um, they don't give up me Black Adam, but they tease Black Adam. So yeah, I like cool. that. It's if, just a if tease. you pay attention. If you know who he is and if you pay attention, you will get the direct figure 
that even looks like Dwayne the Rock yeah, Johnson I, a little I, bit. I watched it this time. I was like, wow, that looks like Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if him as a producer had anything to say about that. <laughs> That's all his producer that credits in the in credits. <laughs> but, yeah, it's cool, especially if you're, you know, a fan of Black Adam and you know his history. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, that's basically his history in, like, a minute. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. So, um... Although I wish we had a post credit scene that kind of teased Black Adam instead of that... You know, get rid of that end credit scene that's unnecessary. I think but. to help that out, there needs to be a Shazam tease at the end of Black Adam when his movie's done. Oh, th- there definitely needs to be a Shazam yeah. tease. I like, agree. Maybe he meets him in the end credit of, you know, Black Adam. And he's like, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> you know, I'm the new chosen one. You know, and all that stuff. Then it moves on. So Right. Because we know that Black Adam will not be in Shazam 2. He could be in an end credit, but he will not be the focus as we will get to, there will be a different villain for the second one, which is Mr. Mind. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, there um, will be. Cor- that, uh, it's not a worm. Is it a worm? It's a caterpillar. It's a caterpillar, that's what it is. So that's what the caterpillar's name is. Mr. Oh, Mind, okay. yes. Here, I thought it was just Mr. Caterpillar. <laughs> so they're not Just like Blind Guy from last <laughs> review. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you can uh, say a couple more highs. I only have a few left. Okay. Uh, Dr. Savannah, I thought, was a pretty decent first villain. Mm-hmm. Like, I think of a bunch of, um, you know, first, uh, films in, like, superhero franchises mm-hmm. that don't really have a great origin story villain. Yeah. I mean, Iron Man, doesn't, you know, Iron Monger, eh, ain't quite that good. No. Uh, Captain Marvel, eh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let, let's see, what do I want? Venom, hoo-hoo, yeah, <laughs> Venom. But this film actually isn't too bad. Like I mentioned about the parallels between him and, you know, Shazam not having, you know, families and all that stuff. I do like that, how they set up, you know, that he gets the power to get revenge on his family and stuff. That kind of makes sense. So I do like him. He kind of goes a little bit over the edge when he just is all about power, about getting the Shazam power. Then it's like, oh, you're just going to turn into a generic villain. So he's not the best origin story villain we've ever had. But for this film, what it tries to set up, I think they actually do pretty decent. And Mark Strong gives a great performance as Savannah. I think he does really good. Mm-hmm. So, so I do like him there. And just like the idea, like we mentioned, about having this film be a superhero film where a 15-year-old is an adult superhero film. Because, mm-hmm. like, we, we have Spider-Man, who's, you know, a 15 as a superhero, but he's not an adult. Shazam actually is. I just think that's a cool idea, like you mentioned about having Big, you know, as a superhero film. Mm-hmm. Which, if you pay attention, if you've watched Big, they do have a callback to Big with the, you know, walking piano, mm-hmm. which is in the toy store when they fight in there. So that's a really cool Easter egg for that. So I do like that. The... The, uh, discovering the power montage uh, playing Queen was awesome. Mm-hmm. I did really like that. Especially this song. I love that song. I was like, oh yes, here we go. There we go. We're going to discover some powers. <laughs> it was just really funny too. It was a really good scene that I, that I do really like. And that this film's also set in Philadelphia. Like That's kind of cool. Because mm. I've been to Philadelphia a lot. And you know, I, I kind of call that my second home a little bit because I usually go there about two or three times a year usually. And while I know this film was not filmed entirely in Philadelphia, no. they do show some, you know, icons like, like you know, the love sign, the mm-hmm. Rocky Steps, the Benjamin Franklin statue, and mm-hmm. the aerial shots. Like, that's kind of cool. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I've seen that stuff. I know where that's at and stuff. Like, I think that's kind of cool. 
And the third action uh, scene, it's, it's fun. I do think it is uh, pretty fun uh, with, you know, the Shazam family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the best kind of action we do see in the movie. So, so I did appreciate that. Like, even thinking about other DCEU films and how their third act uh, scenes aren't usually that good. Mm-hmm. So this one is one of the better ones, at least in the DC universe, you know, as far as third act action scenes, you know. Yeah. So I did appreciate that. But... But what about you? Do you have any other few positives? Um, yeah, there's something I, I like to talk about, but I like this. It's kind of a change from the um, Shazam lore. In the Shazam lore, um, which they could change and change Black Adam's history, but in Black Adam's original lore, he's he is chosen, and they believe he's worthy, like it says in this movie. And he's not. He turns out not to be the right one, right? Mm. And then uh, he gets captured, pretty much kind of men in black, gets thrown into a prison in the moon somewhere, you know, stuff like that. And, but then Dr. Zavanna, who they change the comic book origins, they give him a lot of Black Adam's like arc in this movie, is supposed to be a scientist that wants to discover magic and he ends up unlocking the cage to Black Adam and he lets Black Adam free and then the wizard needs to choose a new one someone that is worthy in the in the original comic book it's kind of the idea that he is worthy mm-hmm. he chose Billy he is worthy he got the job boom he is worthy but the new 52 changed a couple of things and they made Savannah kind of like this and made Black Adam more of an anti-hero made Black Adam from the wizard's perspective, not worthy. But maybe from Adam's perspective, he is worthy. Except he wants to do bad things, a part of it. And they gave uh, Savannah part of his backstory. That he is not worthy. He wants the dark side. He is sinful. He is the dark version of uh, Shazam. But they also changed Billy's character up in the New 52. They made him not originally worthy. So I'm always struck in this movie. Is Billy, do you believe, is Billy like worthy when he first accepts you know say my name you know who and all that stuff why and he giggles and you know he he says the name then he becomes zachary levi's character at that point is billy actually worthy or does he become worthy to be called shazam because in one version of the comic he's always been worthy but in this adaptation which is part of the new 52 he's not he's a loner kid doesn't know what's right and wrong but he gets this opportunity because he's the last one He's the last chance the wizard has, and he just gives him his power. And through the movie, this is, I like this part. That's my, I like it, that he has to learn with Bill, uh, with Freddy, learn, we have to go on this journey of how to become a good hero. Instead of him just being a good hero, like Superman, right off the bat, because he, he's Superman, he's always good. This guy has to learn it, because he's not actually worthy. He becomes worthy. Yeah, which, which is something that kind of... Uh confused me a little bit like Mm -hmm. him being chosen like it seemed like the wizard could have picked anybody else yeah Uh, like i'm sure there was more worthy people than billy out there to choose like it seemed kind of weird that he chose him and it took him so long it took him over 30 plus years Mm -hmm. in order to pick someone like i think you could have found somebody worthy in that time a little bit more worthy than billy yeah but i mean i understand why he chose billy i guess because he was you know, desperate, you know, mm-hmm. the the seven beasts were out and stuff. It just kind of seems random a little bit. Like, I don't know. Mm. I, I didn't really see 
I mean, obviously, I know why he chooses because he's our main character and stuff. I do know that. Yeah. But it, it just seemed kind of a little bit random, you know, for him. But I do like the journey that they do go on with him eventually becoming worthy to be a hero. But it just seemed kind of kind of random that he does choose Billy. Yeah. You know, which is, well, there's a question that I had, you know. Mm. Like, why did, why did he wait 30 plus years and why did he choose Billy? I know? think he chose many people, just like the video show. But Billy happened to be one of those people. But it was kind of the last. It's literally his last chance, you know. There were there is no other kid after Billy. Billy is the last one because the sins are already gone. The wizard's losing his powers. He just take it, take it. I'm dying anyway, you know. Take it. You're literally the last pick because I have no more power to give it to anyone else, you know. So that's the thing about it. I think the movie teeters on both, you know. Yeah. It teeters on he's not worthy, and there's a bunch of other people, and he's the last one. Or it could teeter on. Billy was meant to go on the train. He was meant to go here. He was meant to be chosen. Because he does say, I've chosen you, Billy Batson. Um, you know, and all this stuff. But I feel that because Savannah, Savannah took the eye. You know, he took the sinful eye. And all these other people were uh, uh, talked to by the wizard. That the reason why Billy wasn't able to say no is that there was no test. The, the, the sins were already gone. Which, it's just confusing, because the sins are already gone for those people as well. Yeah. Because Savannah did it in 1975, and all these video montages of our people since 1975 up until present day, 2019. So, um, it's just, it teeters on it both. Like, I'm not, I like what they, I really much enjoy this movie, so I like what they do here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so... I can see why they didn't want him to just be good right off the bat of us. Then you have the Superman, Superman conundrum, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't really get to care for him because he's always that cool, you know? You want to be able to care for him step by step to step as you see him elevate and, but, you know, how good he but is. But then you also have the other neg- other side of it, too, where yeah. it's like, if he's not that good, then why does the wizard choose him in the first place? That's, and yeah, why that's doesn't he test him and stuff? Yeah. So I, I do see there's both. And you can take whichever side you want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the other, the first side you mentioned is good because we want to see him on this journey, see him grow as a character and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's just something you know to think through and stuff. Yeah. Um. I got. Um. I got three more highs. All right, have at it. Um, I'll do this one even though it's the last thing we kind of see in the movie. Um, I like that it's comic book credits. I mentioned it, but. Just reminds me of like a fourteen year old kid drawing a comic book in his notebook journal, and those things come alive, you know. Yeah. And it's you know, and if you kind of watch it, it's kind of making fun of the other superheroes in the DCEU and giving Wonder Woman and the Aquaman a good thumbs up for how good you've been doing. Then I'm yeah. like, I'm awesome. I took Wonder Woman on a prom like he did, and you know, and Batman's dragging behind saying, "Help me, Alfred," because he's not getting off the ground, you know. Yeah. He can't start his franchise again because <laughs> of what happened. So. <laughs> Rough. Um, but Shazam is taking off, you know, like the end credits kind of do. So, it was fun. And the music, you know. Yeah, kinda, the Ramones song they play yeah. is pretty good. So, um, we talked about Savannah. Um, I like that the his sin is envy. Yeah. That's his sin. His father's sin is greed. And it just reminds me as uh, we think about in our own lives, what would be my, as I watch this movie, what would be my one sin that would be hard for me mm. to look upon and be like no i want to be worthy i do not want to fall into this sin is it going to be you know it has you know wrath uh, anger it had stealing um it had um 
it had lust, it had mm-hmm. uh, gluttony. Other, gluttony, it had uh, envy, the seven sins of man, which are in legend, but they come from scripture in a sense. Yeah. So, um, and Shazam, uh, Billy, gets to battle his version of envy, which is Savannah's, and I think Billy's sin was that he was, he was in a sense becoming um prideful i think that would be billy's sin is that he was becoming you're becoming like the bullies you know you're just mm-hmm. a big bully you're becoming prideful you have all these powers when you don't deserve them like it was given to you look yeah. at me i'm freddy you know i want them i need them i'm not looked up as a cool kid but you're using your pedestal to be a bully and to waste money you know and all that stuff mm-hmm. um and when it comes to savannah that is his sin that he fell tempted to was that he is not, you know, pure of heart. He is envious. He wants the power that his father has. You know, he does not to be want to be looked down upon um, as some runt, you know, like what he says, you know. Yeah. You're just the run of the litter, you know. You're jealous. You're envious of my family. Mm-hmm. And that's his sin is that he's just so envious. That's why he cannot be pure of heart. He's so envious that people have things that he does not have. That he has, Shazam has the family. He has the brothers. He has the good parents. He's envious. That's why it makes him mm-hmm. goes bad. And I think it's kind of cool too how what they show in the movie, like when when he doesn't have all those sins, you know, outside, like mm-hmm. like he's able to be damaged and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it is kind of interesting, like how they say, like you know, these sins do not, like these seven deadly sins, don't have your best interest in heart, mm-hmm. and like you know, don't hold on to them because if you hold on to them, you know, you're not going to get better and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of true too, like in our own lives, like if we hold on to these sins that you know, are, are important, are to us, you know, important and stuff are our sins, then we won't be able to grow. We won't be able to get out of the cloud that Savannah was in, Mm -hmm. which it puts us into a cloud. It it alters our thinking and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think it's just kind of interesting how they kind of play that in this film about just kind of like the sins, you know, really hampering you down and stuff and Mm -hmm. turning you into someone that, that, that that you may want to be, but someone that's, you know, not like yourself, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. And one of my, probably one of the biggest things this movie shows on me is the mom twist. Mm. Um, Which comes with the family love aspect, but the DCU does not have good moms in it. Let's just put it that. Or they have rough family situations, but they don't have especially great mommies when it comes to BVS. Moms have the same name. Aquaman's (laughs) mommy loved him, like, uh, forgot about him and left him. Wonder Woman's mom was a prince, but, you know... Her daddy actually was the thing that left her, but, um, you know, in other ones, Shazam, you know, his mom and this one, we get his, what the kid perspective is. Yeah, is the, that, the perspectives are cool. Yeah, yeah, is that his mom couldn't find him and he was left without her and he needs to get back to her. She couldn't find him and she's still out there waiting for me. But then we get the twist that... Um, what actually happened was I was just 17. I was a mess. And um, I didn't, I wasn't waiting for you. Like, you left, you got lost. So that's not technically her fault. But she she did kind of lose a kid, yes. Well, well, she should have gone back and have looked for him instead of just been like, oh, he's gone. I don't have to worry about him anymore. I'm just yeah. going to live my life. Well, yeah. And she saw him. Like, as it says, she saw him with the police. Yeah. And thought, well, I'm I won't be a good parent. Which I mean, I bet 
young girls at 17 go through that kind of stuff. But we're on Billy's side. And when she says, it's just not the right time for me, it wasn't the right time for me. I'm like, screw you. This kid wanted you. Yeah. Like, he wanted his mom. And he, we've been on this ride. He's been going to house to house with Batson, like, for the last, what, six, 14 years? Well, not 14, because that would make him one. But, like, for the last at least seven to eight years, as a young boy, getting out of foster care and just wanting to find his mom. Because he believed his mom wanted him. But no, she really didn't. You know, it's not the right time for her. And But the family that he did have on the adopted side, they looked after him. That's his brothers and sisters. And it's just like, oh, it's, it's so good. But I, I wish they could have made her more sympathetic, though. Yeah. Like, I do appreciate the twist of, like, like you mentioned, you know, when they're at the apartment and the mother tells what really happened instead of, like, I like the perspective issue. But I just wish that they could have made her more sympathetic to me. Like, I wish I could have been like, oh, I do kind of see your point, you know, no. why you left Billy and stuff. But you don't. You don't want to get her point, apparently. But, apparently. but I think it would have made it more interesting had we gotten, you know, the a little bit more sympathetic. Like, you, you could have really had a debate of just kind of like, oh, okay, like, I can see your point coming from, you yeah. know. Whereas, you know, it, it's really kind of one-sided. You, you should know, not be on her side if you watch this movie. You should yeah. be on Billy's side. That's how it's directed in a way. I mean, I am not for punching ladies. I do not think you should ever do that. No. But this movie makes me want to punch her. Like, it's just it makes like, me upset about her. Like, I'm on Billy's side. She's Shazam and shock her with lightning or something, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I just wish they had made her more sympathetic mm. a little bit, you know? Like, I, I would have appreciated that had we had been a little bit more understanding on her instead of just being so negative towards her. And I think like, that would work with Shazam's story? Or would you... I would think that might confuse you if maybe... Billy's just not interpreting correctly. He's too immature to not think of her situation. But the way it's filmed is she was in the right mind and she just didn't want him. And in Billy's perspective, he thought she wanted her. And we're on his side that she's just saying, she straight up said, it's not the right time for me, you know? And she's like, you're good, right? You know, you're tall, you're handsome, you're good. I'm like, she doesn't care for him, you know? She's just happy he's not landed on his feet. This boy wants a hug, and he wants a good cooked meal, and she's never going to give that to him. But she could have at least, like, left him at an orphanage or something and she kind didn't. of done that. She left him at a stupid carnival. Yeah. Like, what, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Which is what I'm, makes you mad, but I like the twist of the perspective change and, again, showing that it is family aspect. It's not the family that bore you that loves you. It's the family that takes care of you and that uh, takes care of you and loves you and accepts you the way you are and not someone that is going to leave you like that. Yeah. And it kind of rhymes to Savannah's arc where he gets bullied by his parents and then he turns evil and then you get the twist from Billy and Billy has a family to go back to. He has people that love him and that helps him make a good decision unlike Savannah who didn't have any support or stuff like that. Yeah, I, th I think that still could have worked too. Like yeah. I, I still like what they do with that. I just wish they had... Uh, change that a little bit more to have made it a little bit more understanding. I, I'm not saying to yeah. be on her side or anything. Like yeah. I don't want to be on her side, but to at least make it a little bit more understanding, where it's kind of a little bit more realistic. That that's all I'm. They just don't put saying. you on her side at all. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be on her side. If you do, you shouldn't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> but she should not have had Billy in the first place. The only thing I'm sympathetic to is when she says she's 17, but you know that's sad. You know she wasn't going through a good time. 
but it doesn't stop you from loving the kid and getting your you lost him and you didn't get him you know you just totally abandoned him and you saw him and said well they could do a better job and left but you know okay I understand her perspective and maybe if you said that she had no money um, her parents kicked her out which she kind of mentions maybe mentioned that the husband had gone in jail mentioned something else like that or something but I don't know what they could have done because you're fully on Billy's side because we've gone through the story of Billy going home to home from what we've seen he goes to home to home looking for his mom because from his original perspective as a young boy he thought his mom loved him but when we get this perspective change she gave up on it she gave up being an adult and gave up uh, taking a kid in because she didn't actually love him that much yeah she you know and but it's the people that accept you and love you and take you in, um, and it happens to be a, like uh, uh, the guy that plays Jerry, you know, the guy yeah. from Walking Dead, and his, mm-hmm. you know, the wife, the mom, and the uh, adoption home. Like, they are adopted kids as well. So it's like those people know what it's like to not have a home, and so they create a foster care system, and there they want to love those kids because they're not loved. I also yeah. like that. It shines a light on a different aspect of the kid's story, which Harley has ever told, the adoption yeah. agency. Not a young boy that's a millionaire, you know, and his yeah. parents get killed, and he has a butler, and he has billions of dollars. Or a alien boy that comes down on Earth and gets a, you know, Kansas farm life and eats American pie. This is a boy that went house to house looking for a mom, but yet the mom that he thought he deserves isn't his biological mom it's a different family i like it it's a different theme of family which i absolutely enjoy yeah 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 for sure yeah so those are my highs yeah uh, i i mentioned all mine okay so you want to go into questions uh well i did have a couple more negatives oh okay yeah yeah i've yeah i have weaknesses too but they kind of like flow into questions too. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I mentioned my one question about like the okay. Shazam. That's the only one I really had. But I guess you can mention questions if you want. So you go to negatives. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I only have three negatives. So um, let's do some weak- weaknesses, negatives, then. Okay. Um, I'm trying to find which my biggest weakness. I'll just say my biggest weakness. Um, hope, let's see if you have it. Is the villain, when it comes to 30 years, 30 years, like, 30 years, like, e- e- for 30 years, I don't know, it's just like, it's kind of a stretch Yeah. that he looks for it for 30 years and, you know, at a boy never once doubts that maybe it was fake, you know, he absolutely believes it his entire life, like, and for 30 years, he grows up wanting to be a doctor and find out this magical place. Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of a stretch. <laughs> but, I, again, I do, you know, have to have that in order to get him to be eventually villain. get the villain and yeah. stuff. But my only, you know, negative of that is that they don't really do much with him after he gets the power, after the board. He's just team. a bad guy. Yeah, he's just a generic bad guy who just wants more power. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish they had done more with him besides that. Mm-hmm. But... You know, like I said, he's not terrible, but he's not a great villain, and that's prime example of it. <laughs> Any other weaknesses? Uh, yeah, I have a share some. Yeah, I have a few. Um, I don't. Uh, this this film is kind of tonally inconsistent a little bit. Mm. Like 
you know, for the most part, this film is, you know, a, a, a fun ride. Yeah. You know, funny, you know, energetic and stuff. But then you have a few scenes that are kind of inconsistent. Like, you have the boardroom scene, which boardroom is, scene. which is, you know, straight up out of a horror film. <laughs> Which, which I appreciate, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, that's cool, you know? Because I did, like, horror movies growing up a yeah. little bit. And the horror kid inside me was like, yeah, yeah, fight monsters. Get those guys. Uh-huh. But I can see, like, little kids, like, watching that and just not really... Not only getting it, but just kind of being a little scared and stuff. So so it kind of is a little bit false advertising a little bit, you know? Where it's like, Shazam, it's mostly fun, but you're going to have some scenes in there that are going to scare your kids and that are going to, you know, not make a whole lot of sense tonally. But... Yeah. So, so it is kind of a little inconsistent there. It's not, you know, straightforward and stuff. But, yeah. and so that is something there. The action isn't really that great, if I'm going to be honest. I mean, obviously that's not their their big attention to do great action spectacles. But for the most part, it's, it's kind of generic. It, it really is. There's nothing really special about them. It's just kind of... You know, it kind of seemed like an afterthought a little bit of, like, making great action sequences. Even though, like, the third act one, you know, towards the end, the film is really good and stuff. I do mm-hmm. enjoy it. But overall, I mean, it's it's okay. I mean, but I wish it could have been better given some of the, you know, great action scenes we've seen in other superhero films. This one, the action just kind of seems forgettable mm-hmm. a little bit. And I will mention one more that you, you might disagree with me on, but... Oh, oh, here we go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I am just going to say this here. I am not against this happening, but I wish it was handled better. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. I just... uh, There's a part where I should be on your side. I'm just like, you can't do a Shazam movie without Superman. But you did it. You can't, That's the thing. You didn't have super... Like, we're both right. They didn't have Superman in this movie, but they did have Superman, because they know they have to. (laughs) Which, if you're not... which uh, My thing is the Superman cameo that they have at the end of the film. So we're talking about. I'm not against having (laughs) Superman in the film. That's the thing. The only thing... And, uh, again, I do like the horns from the original Superman movie. That's great. But I just don't like that they have a body double there as Superman, instead of actually having Henry Cavill there as Superman. Because not only does it seem kind of lame to me, but it raises also the question about, is Henry Cavill not going to be part of the DCEU anymore? Because he's not even there. Like, I, I don't know, I just, I wish it was handled better. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not against Superman being in this film. It's just the way it's handled. <laughs> it's like it's like what I was talking about last night with Rogue One, with R2-D2 and C-3PO being there. Mm. I'm not against them being in the film. I just wish it was done better. Like with this one, I wanted Henry Cavill in this film to, to at least been there for a few seconds. He was too. supposed to. I know, yeah, he was so supposed to. So don't be too hating on him. It's just his... Um... His con has contract negotiations, but it was also filming difficulties with The Witcher, which he's now doing, and stuff like that. But still, a day. He could yeah. have been there for a day. His contract also. Or a couple hours. I don't know. Yep. He should have been there. Which, I, I guess it's the next best thing to not getting him there, but I don't, it, it, it just feels weird to me. Mm-hmm. And I just I just wish it was handled differently. Even though I the idea about it is good, I just wish it was done better. That's one of my questions, is either do two things, and I think DC needs to figure this out. Either you pay Henry Cavill his money that he wants, or you recast. If you do those two things, you can have Superman's face in this movie. 
But yeah. because they do not pay him the movie money he wants, and because they also don't want to say he's not Superman anymore, because that will get a lot of fans upset because they love him and his three movies that he's in, you know? Yeah. Um, they just did it and put a Bobby buddy double in it, you know? What? I wish they could have committed either Just make way. Two choices, and I wouldn't care if you would recast. I mean, I like Henry Cavill Superman, but I he's like... not the best Superman ever. I mean, that's debatable, yes. But he's the but... DCU's version, so I would have liked to see him in there. But I wouldn't have mind a recast. Like, show me a new face, you know. But they just didn't show you any face, so. So again, they showed you Superman without really showing you Superman, but the reason... and that's just kind of weird. It's a question for me because it's not a weakness because. You have to have, obviously, they tease that Superman, you know. Is he going to bring us dessert or something? Which he brought food, you know, in that last shot of the movie. But, so, like, they teased he's going to somehow be in the last second, you know. I mean, that's not necessarily teasing he's going to be in the film. It's a joke in the film. Wouldn't it have been cool if, like, you didn't even see anything the end of the movie is, like, um, you still have that scene, but it's not a body table, it's just... The boot of Superman, then the cape, then you just see a reaction. Then it goes to like the end of school, and people are like, "That was so awesome! Superman came to school and all that stuff." And then you didn't get to see anything. You just saw a boot as a like a body double, but you just saw the boot and the cape and the music. You didn't get to see a face. You don't get to see the suit. I feel like that maybe, could be maybe a nicer, little bit you know? better. I, I don't know. I have, to, I have to see it in order to really understand, yeah. but. Anything could have been better than what they did. I, I just wish that they had done it better. I think all. the problem was Henry Cavill's negotiating and the time of doing this that I think David S. Amberg was like, is this okay, you know, for Henry Cavill and to his producers? It's okay. And they're like, okay, that is fine. So they put the body double in it. And uh, it's the Justice League version of the suit. So I only like it because if you kind of... If I think of it outside of what, it's not showing his face, but if that is Henry Cavill's face, it's like, uh, so Shazam and Superman meet. That's awesome. You know, and he brings him to school. But the problem is they don't show the face, yeah, so I don't th- th- know. I should say, I would want to see it, you know. I mean, the implement- implementation is good, implying, yeah. the application, yeah, implying that that's what happened, but we don't see it. So, therefore, I kind of want to see that happen instead of just thinking in my mind oh yeah they did meet that is really cool and stuff i kind of want to see it that's mm-hmm. the point of movies you show that kind of stuff but i don't of... know to blame this movie if, or, or if i blame the negotiation of henry cavill's contract and uh then warner brothers like either blame henry cavill in negotiation or warner brothers not being willing to recast because of that entire situation i don't think it's really david f sandberg's fault he can't put a face to superman because he's technically not over the control of the character of Superman. He's over Shazam. So, but I like that Shazam, uh, Superman's in this movie. Because I firmly believed that you needed him in this movie. Because... Mm, I don't think you do. Because I, from this character, he is Superman, but with magic. So, and at any time in this movie, they are Superman apparel everywhere. They talk about Superman. He's back, you know, and all this stuff. What a way to end it, to have an homage and that he's actually in the movie and he met him. Except he, they just don't show the face. But, but they have all that stuff with Batman and Aquaman and Wonder Woman, but they don't show them, so with that logic, that, do you need them in this it's film? It's just that Shazam is big. It is big. The movie that you have. Yeah. You have big. But this movie is big, but with Superman in it. It's pretty much big and Superman combined together. A, a superpower, you know, because he's like, you have the powers of Superman. Just not as cool. You know, yeah. Superman's a character everyone looks up to. That's what it should be in the comics. You know, everyone 
wants to be this is the most powerful what character of DC of all time but just the movies haven't done him to the best of their ability but I just yeah. I would not believe it at all if they did not have him in this movie. They needed to have somewhat I, of it in here. I I completely disagree. He I disagrees. don't think you need Superman. I'm not saying it's not wouldn't be cool to have him in there. It's a nice cherry on top. But to say you don't you need Superman in this film, I'm sorry, you don't. You 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 don't. I mean, it's cool. It's cool to have him in there. Don't get me wrong. But the movie doesn't ride or die if Superman is not in this film. Well, that was the film could stand on its own, like we just talked about. I think this is gonna be a difference. But from my perspective of my fandom, I've never had a Superman, excuse me, Shazam in any episode of anything without Superman being in there also. Like, there's an iconic Justice League Unlimited uh, TVs, like, and when it's, like, a two-episode arc of Shazam versus Superman. And they cannot beat each other. No one can win because they're the exact same power except when Shazam says Shazam one time. And he gets Superman to get struck by lightning, you know, from his Shazam bullet. And Superman totally gets pretty much weakened by that, okay? But because Superman is still stronger, what Superman learns from that is that anytime he says Shazam, he becomes a kid again. So then, like, in this Lex Luthor plot in the cartoon, he makes Superman, it's a fight. Then Superman finds out by saying that word, Shazam becomes a kid. So then Superman finds a way for him to say that word and become the kid. Superman wins. And it's like... Who would have won? If Superman did not know what his actually weakness is, which is that one word, his power, his name, Sazam could have won because Superman is his weakest to Kryptonite, but his second minor weakness is magic. You know, he's not as strong as to magic. So I came into this movie knowing this movie was going to come out, expected, this is what I expected, a Henry Cavill cameo. He needed to be in here because... Is his, his contract's about to expire. He has one more appearance. What movie are you going to have him in? Flash? Man Aquaman? of Steel 2. Uh, and apparently they weren't going to do that. So what other well, movies are they going to do Well, apparently they that? were going to do it if you read online, but... Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know. But if they are, what movie other than Man of Steel 2 would you have him in? He would have to be in this one over Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Like, it's a character so much like him. He would, like, Shazam would look up to him, you know? And they just don't have the face. I think that's like it. They just don't have a face. That's my question. Either recast or give me Henry Cavill. Yeah. And they don't. I mean, that's the thing. I'm not against the cameo. I just don't think the movie needs it. I understand where you're coming from, but still, it's a movie. This isn't a cartoon. You don't need it. I'm, it's cool and stuff, but again, the movie's not ride or die. Like, le my letter grade wouldn't change if Superman was in it or not. But. Oh, my, my grade isn't changing if it's Henry Cavill or if it's a recast. It's just awkward, like you're saying. Mike, that's yeah. my question. Give me a face or give me a new face, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I believe he needed to be in here. You did not. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Um, my other <laughs> weakness fair. is that there's a caterpillar for the sequel. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I remember watching this post-credits scene thinking, okay, they're probably going to tease Black Adam. Maybe they'll tease the next DCEU film. Yeah. But instead, what do we get is Dr. Savannah in his cell Dr. writing... Dr. Mind, yep, Mr. Yeah. Mind. Well, well, Savannah, you know, Savannah in, 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 in the cell, yeah. you know, writing the stuff on the wall. Yep. And what does he see? Mr. Mind, the caterpillar. 
I was like, Just what? saying that's so corny. What does he see? Mr. Mind the Caterpillar. <laughs> I was like, what is a caterpillar doing in this movie? Yeah. It's like when I watched the end of Days of Future Past and I saw the blue guy like moving stuff in the pyramids in Egypt. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. So I had to look this guy up just like I did. I had to look up Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Still kind of weird. Like, I-, I guess they're setting up for a sequel, but I just don't see how a sequel could... I don't know, work with this Mr. Mind Caterpillar whatever. Mm-hmm. It just seems kind of weird. It's weird. It's a weakness. Yeah. The post-credit scenes overall, I feel like weren't really that interesting. Well, I feel like it was them trying to find source material when they didn't want to tease Black Adam straight up. Because was Black Adam confirmed right before or after Shazam? Because I don't think it directly was. It wasn't confirmed no, until like a half it's, year it's ago. It's been in development for years. Yeah. So. so they didn't really start confirming it until like you know, later this year and stuff. And obviously just recently they confirmed the Black Adam movie. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so. It's it's like, hey, Black Adam has a big tease, but we can't tease him in end credits because we want to make him a anti-hero. So, so let's tease the caterpillar. I know. So, and I already had down uh, horror and the funny contrast and you've already talked about that so yeah and i agree with so do you have any more weaknesses nope uh, those are all that i have do you have questions uh you I think, already said I, I think we've uh talked about them uh, except for one which we'll talk about in our gradings if this film is the best yeah. film in the dc extended universe i got two more all right um uh actually actually we already talked about that i forgot um last one fun one okay i already said this and when we were watching it. Um, and, and actually, it's already axed in... I didn't say this, excuse me. Um, it's axed in the story of Freddy. But I'm going to add a little citation to this. Except for flying, fast speed, invisibility, or reading people's minds. Except for those four. You know, speed, flying... Invisibility or reading people's minds, what other power would you want? Mm. Like Billy talks about at lunch. So, it'll speed, uh, flying, flying invisibility, invisibility, or reading people's minds. Reading people's other minds. than those four. Ooh, that would be a tough one. That, that, that would be interesting. I don't know. Because, like, I, I kind of want strength, like super strength, you mm-hmm. know, to be able to be super strong and stuff. But I do, you know, I also go back to, like, Heroes, where there's one character that has the ability to time travel and teleport and stuff. Mm -hmm. That would be a cool power, too. Just teleport anywhere Mm -hmm. at any time. Like, that would be really cool. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I think it'd be down to those two. I think those... If I had both of those powers combined, I'm set. I'm set for life. Yeah. But, yeah, those would be... If those other four powers aren't in contention, because those are other good powers, too. If I can't have any of those first four, I would either do Super Strength... Or, um, uh, hmm. immunity. In a way that's like Wolverine or Captain America. Uh, like, I don't die right away. Yeah, you get, get healed and with I have your... just abilities, you know. I have super, like an injection, you know, super abilities. Uh, I get healed quicker, you know, I can uh, live longer, I can survive certain heights in underwater. Either super strength or that. Mm. Immunability. So. 
Although, if I did have a third power, I'd want to know anyone's names whenever I saw them. Because <laughs> I would never be forgetful again. <laughs> oh, I don't even know you, but I know your name. Yeah. Perfect conversation starter. Alright, so I think that's all that we have on our thoughts. I think so. In so, review. So, so great time. So, I think it's time for grades. Z-Man, what grade do you give Shazam? Okay. And do you think it is the best film in the DC Extended Universe? Shazam is one of the best movies. I Declaration, it's on the episode. For me, it's the second best movie I've seen all year. Second That's best. Very, wow. And I think it is the second best movie of this year. I've not seen Rise of Skywalker. Yet. And, yet. But other than that, if this, you know, it's not, it's not rough to be said. This is underneath Endgame for me, you know? Oh, yeah. Endgame is one of the is the best movie well, of this year. Well, Endgame's you know? Endgame. You can't go on with that. Yes. But I don't think anything else that I saw this year or has been out surpasses how good I feel about this movie and how good this movie is. So, um, and I want to part of my conclusion and to get to my grade, I want to again state how great it is to have DC life rejuvenated in my veins. You know, Aquaman gives it a big flowing of water, you know, and billions of dollars in a cash grab that no one expected. Well, it's also because there is no Star Wars movie out that year. That's true. That's part of it. (laughs) But it made over a billion dollars. It did. And then from that, uh, James Wan, one of his close friends, makes a Shazam movie. And it just rejuvenates me. Aquaman did it with water. Wonder Woman does it with just how awesome that movie is. This one just gets the child out of you, which is from Zachary Levi's performance. And, like, I, I said at one time that if I could have someone play me, I would be, I want to be, Zachary Levi can play me. And if I want to be a superhero, I want to be Shazam. I want to be Shazam. I don't want to be Superman. I don't want to be Wonder Woman. I don't want to be Aquaman. I want to be Shazam. It, he just makes me want to be that hero. Poor Batman. He didn't even get an honorable mention. Nope, didn't get an honorable mention. <laughs> Sorry, Ben Affleck. Um... I would want to be Shazam. He's one of my favorites, you know? The problem with this movie that I I, I am debating with, and I'm going to give my final thoughts here, is because it's kind of a family-friendly movie. So if I grade it in the sense of, like, um, BV, like Man of Steel. Man of Steel or this movie? Yes, it's very tonally different. But that's like a solo story about one soup, like one hero, and one villain. This movie is like about one hero, but also about three other heroes that end up after this, in a villain. But it's it's a core different movie. It's about a family than it is about a single hero. Yeah. Um, and in a sense, the movie is not. You could say the movie's title isn't about a hero. It's about a word. The word being Shazam. Mm-hmm. And if you say that word, you can get abilities. So it might not even be the hero is the story. It's the word Shazam is the hero of the story. So uh, this movie is just you knit together in the family aspect, which I love so much. Um, and I, I do hear some of your weaknesses that I first thought in uh, theaters. You know, there's not enough Superman action in a way. You know, there's no city punching and all that stuff. Yeah. But then again, that would man- remind me too much of Superman. You know, make Shazam his own thing. This is about a core family issue. 
and it's about defeating the villain in a different way. Not with your fist, but with with having a stereotypical, making fun of stereotypes by, you know, saying, instead of having the Zod versus Superman, you know, talk miles away, you have Shazam versus Savannah talk. That's one hilarious. Of, well, one of the best jokes of the film, I yeah. knew. So then at the end with the little boy playing with the Superman, Batman dolls, you know, that was me when I was a kid. But that was me with Shazam versus, you know, Superman fighting each other. And then they're both fighting, and the fr- those two franchises right now have not gone off the ground. Batman will soon, but, like, especially Hopefully. at this time, they were not getting off the ground very well. Mm-hmm. And Shazam comes in and just knocks down Savannah, and the boy's like, oh, you know, that's such a cool hero. Like, yeah. that's me. Like, such a cool hero. This movie gets a 91. So on my grade, that is an A-91. minus um, I'm... I think I'm in good standing because that's a point above the Rotten Tomatoes score. So <laughs> Hey, there you go. There 91. You go. So good for you, David F. Sandberg. Good for you, uh, on my perspective. Good for you, DCEU, for being in the franchise but making your own standalone movie. And I can't wait for Shazam 2. <laughs> but do you think it's the best film in the DCEU? <laughs> Back to that question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can ask you that after my grade if you want to get a few minutes to think yes, about it. thank you. Uh, but, uh, like I said, I was excited for Shazam when it came out. I was excited for Zachary Levi, and it it seemed a little weird that I was coming out in April because it's a Christmas film, kind of set in Christmas time. Yep. But you know what? I was still excited for it, and you know what? This film delivered. This film's a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm just not gonna lie. It is one of my favorite films of this year. Oh yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know, Toy Story four in this one. Uh, you know, I haven't co- watched Toy Story four. It's so. really good. Yeah. So so that one and Shazam tied for or, or a fight for second place for me. <laughs> it's it, they're, both of them aren't as good as Endgame, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I, I just love a lot about this film. You know, Zachary Levi as Shazam is perfect casting. I just love seeing someone, kind of like when you watch the first Iron Man, someone coming into a role like that, being the definitive character for that role. Yep. Like, I can't see anybody else play Shazam. Like, Zachary <laughs> Levi just nailed it for me. Mm-hmm. And I just love the, the good atmosphere, the good fun atmosphere to it, and the theme of family, all that we've mentioned about and stuff. You know, there are some weaknesses, obviously, that we talked about, like, you know, the different tones, the action. I'm not saying I want the action Man of Steel action. I'm just saying the action they do have is not really staged that well. Mm-hmm. I wish it was kind of staged a little bit better. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't want it to be... Man, def, I definitely don't want this movie to be like the Man of Steel action, for sure. Which, if we ever do review Man of Steel, I do have a few things to say about that. But... Uh, and there's a couple of things here and there that they could have done better. But you know what? This film is what I call a blast. This film is definitely one that I see the DCEU starting to mature more. They're not trying to be one thing. They're trying to do different things. Which, all you know, this one and Aquaman are the films that feel like they're just trying to step away from the Zack Snyder, you know, level of films. And it's not Zack Snyder's films. No. In fact, this is the first film he's not involved in at all. Yep. Because Aquaman, even though he didn't direct it, I don't think he was a producer either, but he chose Aquaman. He, and he had chose the, Jason Momoa for JL. Yep. And he did have the setting a little bit of, an idea a little bit of what underwater could be like. Yep. But this film definitely no Zack Snyder at all. David F. Sandberg all the way. Uh, his vision and I like seeing the vision the humor the relationships even though you know like I 
mentioned that they did a couple things like the Shazam family, you know, trying to rush them in this one and, you know, not really handling the Superman cameo as well as I wish they could have and a couple things here and there. But, you know, what? this is still enjoyable. This is still a film that, you know, you could watch, even though there are a couple of scenes where there's tonally differences and stuff, you can still watch it with your family and still have a great time with this film. I, I definitely believe it. And I like having a different film that standalone and that feels different from the other superhero films. Like this feels different even than Marvel because Marvel hasn't done a concept like this. The closest they've done is Spider-Man. Yeah. So this even stands alone from those other films in the you know Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely better than a lot of you know superhero films that are kind of just mediocre. You know, this film actually you know tries to do something really cool and clever, and I think for the most part it lands it pretty well. So I had a good time watching it in theaters, saw it twice, and I've watched it quite a few times since then. I really like this film. For me, I haven't watched Wonder Woman in a little bit, but I, I can't quite put it above Wonder Woman for me. I still think this is second best of the DCEU, but I think Wonder Woman is still the best. Maybe we'll review one of these days, I don't know. I'm going to say Wonder Woman. Okay. Yep. That, that That's fair. That's kind of where I land too. Yep. But this is easily number two. So, DCEU is getting on the right track. Now, I don't know about Birds of Prey, but Stop. who knows? It's <laughs> trash. Stop. <laughs> okay, at least we're in agreement that it looks like trash. <laughs> I'm sorry, Margot Robbie and everybody, but... Hey, but the Joker did well. It, it did. It did really well. It made over a billion dollars today. Oh, it did today. Yep, okay. Yeah, crossed over the billion dollar mark. Nice. So, you see, Joker did pretty well. Mm -hmm. Another standalone DC film. Yep. Just saying. But I do really like Shazam. I think it is one of the better DC, DC, not just DCEU films, but one of the best DC films to have ever come out. Mm -hmm. So that's why I give this film an A- minus as well. Mm. I can't quite give it any higher just from the few kind of sloppy things they kind of do here and there. But overall, they land it. They, they give us a pretty fun ride. And I think it's still a strong recommend. I still say definitely check this film out if you're a fan of the DCEU, if you're a fan of Zachary Levi, and if you just want a fun superhero film that feels unique, it's kind of like big, check out Shazam. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it, so check it out. A minus, strong recommend. I say check it out. Amen. All right. All right, we, re we just did Shazam, mm -hmm. which we would not have done it if it did not win in the poll, so thank you guys for who voted for Shazam, and also thank everyone who did vote. We very much appreciate your opinions. Yeah. Which which is sad for us to say that we will not be having another review for a while, because for us, we're in college, and Thanksgiving break is coming. Yeah. It's actually coming next Friday, so a little less than a week from now, so, and we're going to be busy trying to get everything ready for us to leave. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to be doing a movie review next week, nor are we going to do one the fo the following week. But three weeks from now, at the beginning of December, the first weekend of December, is when we'll start our reviews again. We'll have uh, Return of the Jedi for yep. you guys by then. And we'll also do another movie review for you guys. Mm -hmm. We'll have a poll. It probably won't be next week we'll start the poll. It'll probably be the week after that. or mm. I, I don't know when we'll do the poll. But we'll have the poll up for you guys to vote. And we'll have four films to choose from, as usual. And to give you guys a 
some time to think about these films, what you want to pick out. Or watch them. Or watch them. Well, we'd recommend you watch them first before <laughs> listening to the review. If you don't watch any of these films... They just want to listen to spoilers and I, not watch any of them. I know. They don't even care. Or they want to watch the review before they even watch the movie. They need our permission to watch the movie. They need exactly. our permission. This is why this, they need, this is why this channel is here for. This is why they, this podcast exists, they, Hunter. They, they need our permission... For us spoiling the film, sorry, they could go watch it again. Yes. Oh, I know the ending now. Let's go watch it. <laughs> I feel so blessed now. Uh, so hopefully you aren't like that. <laughs> but like I mentioned, we will have uh, uh, four films, uh, two each that we picked out for the poll. Cars 2 dropping out. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. One vote isn't quite enough. I'm yep. sorry. Whoever did vote it's for it's averaging two. two votes a week, so that's not gonna last. It's not gonna win first off. No, especially with a juggernaut like Shazam. Yeah, <laughs> but but I did appreciate the effort though. Mm-hmm. But there will be four, uh, like usual. And Z-Man, take it away of your two that you're going to pick for for the poll coming up. Um, it's gonna be Secret Life of Water Mini. It's still coming back, the underdog. Yep, it'll uh, come eventually. Please, don't get tired. Keep going for Secret Life of Water Mini. Let's try to get it done before the end of 2019, please. Um, <laughs> That's been take, close. Take your time. Recruit friends. Recruit, recruit them. Into us. Then I'll add them in to the following of this uh, podcast. So, um, so Secret Life of Water Mini and Miss Dotfire will both stay up because I think they still did pretty well. What am I going to complain about? As soon as I heard last week you went in Shazam, I knew they weren't going to win. Come on, Shazam's a juggernaut. We both gave it A minuses, okay? So... I mean, yeah, it's really great. So, and I, I feel like with Secret Life of Watcher Mitty, um, that's a movie that would be fun to still talk about, and I know people are out there that have seen it. And Miss Doubtfire is already a great classic, and that can do some big, you know, fighting and knocking out of other movies. So, I'll make it hard on those people to figure out which two they want to vote for again, but <laughs> Miss Doubtfire and Secret Life of Watcher Mitty will stay on my poll. All right, that sounds good. And for me, I'm going to keep Unbreakable on the poll because okay. it did get some votes. Yeah. It was a second uh, one for the poll this second week. Second place, yep. Yeah, it got second place. So I'll keep Unbreakable up there, see see what happens. And for my second one, I had a difficulty picking out my second film because mm-hmm. I was down between two movies that <laughs> I think, well, three technically. But I had down between three, wasn't really sure what to pick. But after thinking it through, after thinking what is already up there and stuff, and, and since I've watched his show recently on Disney+, Plus, I am going to de- decide, since I've been watching The World According to Jeff Goldblum on oh. Disney+, Plus, I'm going to put up Jurassic Park oh, on the poll. Wow. I, I'm nice. g- I- I'm going to do it. So, so that'll be my second pick for the poll. And Those are two classics. We have Unbreakable and Jurassic Park, A Missed Out Fire, and Secret Life of Watcher Mitty. I feel like those are good opponents to each other. Yeah, that'll be very interesting. Uh, definitely a lot of very different discussions on all of them. Yep. But you guys have a, a week or two, to a few weeks actually, to watch the films first. And hopefully you guys can figure out which one you want to vote for. Mm-hmm. And once the poll's up, vote right away. So yep. those will be our four options that we'll have. Yep. So. All right, so this was the Shazam movie review. Uh, great time. Uh, it was an awesome time. Mm-hmm. And thank you guys for listening and for voting. We very much appreciate you. Mm-hmm. So we're signing off. 
We'll see you when we get back from break. You sure will. And I'll try to figure out how to pee in this thing before then.